A silent one. Silent countdown. Oh, well, I just got a message. So while I'm reading this message, welcome to the uh, Gamers Night Out podcast. Uh, as always, I am your host, Caleb, and I'm here with Frank. And Eric just said he will be on here shortly. And then we also have a uh, very special guest with us here tonight. We have Elijah, also known as Loco Lizard Man. Uh, and it's kind of cool because this is this is our 30th episode, and this is the first time we've had a guest on. Uh, so it's really exciting tonight. So, uh, how are you guys doing? As Unicron says in the Transformers movie, it pleases me to be the first. <laughs> uh, I'm doing uh, great now. They got to quote, quote Transformers. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say I'm doing miserable because I can't come up with a good quote like that. <laughs> but no, his, I'm doing good. His his quotes are always like listening to the uh, the Frame Skip podcast. His quotes are always like on point. They're always on point and from stuff that like almost no one else knows of, which makes it even better. Half the time, I'll just get a reaction of, what? <laughs> well, it's Elijah. There's more than meets the eye. Well, now, do do you Ooh. like plan these in advance or do you just come up with it like right before it happens? I've actually been, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not threatened, but accused. That's the word. I've been accused of just having a list of these and then, oh, the time is right. I'm going to do that. But no, I just come up with them on the top of my head and it makes me so much happier. That's awesome. That's my family gives me that all the time. It was, how do you do that? <laughs> it's wonderful. You just have a, have a mind for movie quotes, I guess. Uh, movie and music he's got the like, associative recall so uh, if you say one word he'll bust into a song <laughs> it's sadly true <laughs> that's awesome everything uh, is awesome <laughs> oh sorry i had to cough there um well since you are the guest elijah why don't you kick us off and uh tell us about your week so my week this week has been fantastic. Uh, for starters, I went and saw Top Gun Maverick again. Ooh. How many? How many times is that? This, this is only my second. Okay. And I'm so sad because it's out of. I wanted to go see it in 4DX or even just IMAX, and it left all of them. Now it's just Jurassic World in all of them. And oh. I saw Jurassic World Dominion. Bring back Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> so the the 40X is the one where they like spray water on you and stuff, right? Yeah, they. I was listening to a podcast of people talk about this one, and they spray snow in the theater. <laughs> I want that. Well, my, my thought was like, I, I know in the first one, you know, they had like the volleyball scene, and I'm like, well, certainly they do that again in the second one. Did they like spray water on you so it's like you're getting hit? Uh, with, like act- sweat <laughs> see actually that's just it they don't spray water in they just actually spray in glenn powell's sweat from when they recorded that scene <laughs> I, I i fear for what they spray on you uh during the sex scenes <laughs> hey <laughs> you know somebody is there just with a cup collecting it it's like <laughs> great now i don't have to buy some off amazon <laughs> soon the cloning shall begin <laughs> Oh, man. Other than that, I've been doing a lot of spooky stuff lately. I've replayed Resident Evil 7 about four times since the PS5 version came out. And now I'm going through all the DLC because that's one of my favorite games of all time. It's 
That's no good, joke. Yeah. And I this wasn't on purpose. It is my number seven favorite game of all time. On oh, my wow. list of ten, Resident Evil Four comes in at number four, and Resident Evil Seven comes in at number seven. Purely accidental. I'm gonna call conspiracy theory on that. <laughs> this game is amazing. I adore it, and it brought horror back to gaming. Honestly, which not a lot of people really think about. Before that came out, horror yeah, games it was stingy for a while. Yeah, they were few and far between. Then that came out and really revitalized it. And there were a few after that. And then once Resident Evil 2 remake came out, which, in my opinion, is one of the most perfect games ever made. Oh, it was incredible. Once that came out, that's when now we're getting like three horror games every month. Yeah. And half of Summer Game Fest this year was just horror games. There's like 14 different Dead Spaces this year. Yeah. Like Dead Space is literally the topic of the year. And it's terrific. The other big game I played is The Quarry. Supermassive Games is one of my all-time favorite devs. Until I Dawn. Have, I have oh. not played a single one of their games. Oh. It's basically interactive movies in essence. There's some parts where you like walk around and look for items. But basically, it's a lot of like quick-time events. And they're interactive movies. Until Dawn is kind of still tied as my favorite with this one, just because I loved the subject matter of it. But they also did the dark pictures anthology. There are three of them out right now. And I want to say seven more coming out. They also did two games that not a lot of people know about actually three. One of them is called tumble VR for PlayStation VR. And it is a puzzle game. Another one is called Bravo team for PlayStation VR which is exactly the sound. It's like a, hey, you're in war. Mm -hmm. But the other one is called Hidden Agenda. It is one of the PlayLink games for PlayStation that you can play with your phone. And it stars Katie Cassidy from Arrow as a cop. Oh. And it's the same gist, same thing. It's more of an interactive movie than anything else. But you just use your phone to play it. Did they not do the uh, Until Dawn VR game? They did. Okay. I just I just kind of hooked those in because there are two Until Dawn VR games and just it's all made by them. Yeah, not a lot of people realize that there's a second VR game that is tied in with Until Dawn called The Inpatient. Oh, okay. Is that what that is? Yeah, it takes place 60 years before. Oh, okay. Without saying anything, it's story related. Um, but their new one, The Quarry, you can see like they got the 2k budget now (laughs) and you can see where that goes in at there are moments i I don't know what it is but specifically brenda song the way she's modeled in the game there are moments where i'm like this isn't the game this is just them capturing footage of brenda song sitting in nature is she the one that's in like every single horror movie brenda song was in sweet life of zach and cody Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, like, that's where I knew her from, so I, I got you. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking of the old lady that's in li- literally every horror yeah, movie. Uh, Grace, <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, she's in Twin Peaks. No, the, the other old lady. Oh, 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 yes. I know who you're talking about. She she's plays... in literally every horror movie that's been made in the past. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I remember which one you're talking about now. 
there are so many good actors and actresses in that movie, like, or in that game. It's astounding. And I feel like because they changed the gameplay for it, but I think for the better, it's a lot less of you're jumping over stones like in Until Dawn. Press yeah. triangle, circle, triangle, X. In this, it's much more, oh, you're running. Oh, there's a branch hanging down. How do you dodge it? Down on the stick. Okay. that's It's I much like more that. natural. If, if there's a uh, root hanging out of the ground and they might step on it up on the thumbstick is how it's it just feels like you, you want to press up anyhow because you want them to avoid it it's just natural and i think it f- plays very well like that and it's just so good the story i enjoyed and oh it is so much gorier than any of their other games yeah i saw that in some of your streams it's brutal <laughs> yep yep there was something that happened that i was not prepared for <laughs> your reaction to it was the best <laughs> I still think about that all the time. Just I don't normally make those sounds, but that game is fantastic, and it all can go wrong very fast. <laughs> there are nine characters that you play as that can live or die. I think going into the final chapter, I had seven left. Finishing the game, technically, I had three alive, but only <laughs> one was okay. <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> uh, yeah, it all fell apart so fast at that end. There, there is a decision you can make, and if you make the wrong choice in a split second, three characters are dead. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm replaying that game to try and keep everyone alive this time. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> That's basically everything I've been playing, watching. I'm just thinking of Top Gun now. <laughs> well now uh keeping up with your week uh have you played resident evil 7 in vr yet so when resident evil 7 first came out literally the first thing i did was play it in vr there are some spectacular moments on on camera recorded of me during the initial sequences of that game in vr with my mouth just agape, but still afraid blood is going to get into it. Yeah. I stopped playing it halfway through because I'm pretty sure, and I'm not kidding at all, I'm pretty sure I had a mini heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I tested it on VR. I didn't get very far in it, but because uh, my, my best friend wanted to play it, or I, my ex-best friend, now we don't talk anymore, but, uh, and so I have a video on my phone of him. It's the first VR game he's ever done. And he's sitting on my couch playing this and he's like screaming like a little girl because he is just terrified. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of a recording I haven't thought about in years where I took my VR to a friend's house and we were playing Until Dawn Rush of Blood, which Mm -hmm. is an on-rails shooter for Until Dawn. But it was also football day. So we just had the headset playing the game with the headphones and such and the TV was set to football. So... Three of us were there watching the game while he's playing until dawn, and our other friend is just there, ah, ah, just occasionally screaming. Keep in mind, <laughs> we're just watching football, so it was just like you know watching the play, and they're oh, we can't believe that happened. Ah! And, like, and he's he's freaking out. We're all laughing so hard, and I haven't thought of that in years. So thank you for that. No, oh, you're very welcome. Uh, the second thing that popped in my head while you're talking about your week is uh. 
we actually didn't get to talk about it the last time we recorded the uh they are doing the resident evil 4 remake like <laughs> in the same style as two and three do you think that that after that comes out it might bump your uh resident evil 4 up your list or do you think it will stay kind of where it is i think it will stay where it is only because i will consider it a separate game just like resident evil 2 remake mm-hmm. is in my top 20 resident evil 2 is not yeah yeah because i i just consider them vastly different games and especially with what they're doing with resident evil 4 remake which this hasn't been confirmed or announced but it has come out from the same person who just kind of got all the resident evil 4 remake stuff right already where it's going to be a change in the story it's a change in the tone and it's going to be much closer to what shinji mikami actually wanted to do with the game i think okay. i heard that from actual valid sources uh, yeah that, because, not, not so much detailed like that but that they would be changing some story yeah. elements yeah they did confirm that part um because he wrote the original one in like three days yeah yeah super and, fast. It's, and it's more of an action game than a horror yeah. game and this one's going to be much darker in tone like okay. the remakes and it's going to lean much more into that scary factor. So I'm really excited to see what they do with it. And they're honestly one of the only teams that can say we're remaking a game. And I'll be like, okay, go for it. I trust you. Yeah. I was, yeah. Whoever, whoever's done the resident evil remakes have been really good. And then uh, blue point usually does really good stuff. Blue, there are three teams that I consider like, Hey, they're making a remake. Go for it. It's Bluepoint. Uh, I want to say it's Studio 2 is the name who did Resident Evil 2 remake and is now doing Resident Evil 4. And the internal Square Studio that made Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I can see that. Those are the three where they can say, we're remaking this. I'm like, all right, go ahead. I have faith. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting because... Uh the whenever the remake comes out it's going to be my first uh experience with resident evil 4 i've never never touched it march otherwise. 24th so i might not get it march 24th i usually try to wait with resident evil until it gets down to about 20 bucks but i'm going to take that day off work <laughs> <laughs> get to pull a dragon quest i probably will play it as long as a dragon quest game as well even though it won't be, but I will play it that many times over and over in a very short span of time. Yeah, I'll probably want to get the Platinum for the Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, it's like, that and 2 are my favorite games in the series. Oh, 2 remake was amazing. Like, I want yeah, to get the Platinum yeah, in that, but... For the longest time, 2 was my favorite horror game, and then the 2 remake is like, nah, we could do better. And you know, take it with a grain of salt because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan, but not even counting that part of it. I genuinely think Resident Evil 2 Remake is one of the most perfect games ever made from every different angle. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite game of that year, but that doesn't change the fact. I think it is much better than almost any game ever made. It's a, it's a basically a, for me anyways, a perfect remake. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that I could complain about with that one. Like, there's really nothing Mm-mm. at all with it. It looks amazing. It it handles amazing. 
you know, everything's good about it. So everything from the music, the design, the enemy AI, I even think is good in it. Yeah. I mean, the zombies, they don't need to be anything spectacular, but I think it's very well done. They, they felt like the zombies I am most familiar with in zombie like lore. Lore. Yeah. Just don't make Mr. X so damn scary. No, you, you got to make him more scary. My favorite trophy in that entire game is just for shooting his hat off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had fun well, getting that one. I was I was talking with Elijah before we recorded tonight a little bit about Resident Evil 2. Um, like, I had dabbled with the series before to remake, but I never really dove in hard. So I, I, I got it on, like, Black Friday for 20 bucks. And I'm like, I got to play this because everybody's saying it's amazing. And so I start and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play on normal because that's nor- that's my standard difficulty uh, that I choose. And I made it until Mr. X shows up. <laughs> and then he shows up and he starts chasing me through the police station. And I'm like running out of ammo and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I, oh, gosh, nope, nope, nope. Can't do this. I like shut myself in the uh, it's like the garden shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you're, you're not safe there. But go on. And I'm like, I'm like in the safe room that's that's in that area, and I'm I'm just sitting here like hyperventilating, and I said I can't do this, and so I I dropped it for like two hours, <laughs> and then I was like, this game is so fun though, I can't just not play it, and so I restarted it on easy, and I went through the whole game on easy, and it was it was manageable then, but. I did it easy, and then I did it the hardest. Uh, I usually do that, is go from easiest to hardest mm. if I want to replay it. Well, like, I, I bought the DLC stuff for, like, the infinite ammo, handguns, and, like, all that other junk. Oh, so I'm okay. going to use that to go through the hardest difficulty at some point. Also, I think Mr. X's entrance is just perfect because you're just walking down the hallway. There's that flaming helicopter, and then he just pushes the helicopter out of the building, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm here now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't do it. It's just like he just lifts it up and he's like, "Oh, hi." <laughs> it's that silence followed by the heavy footsteps that like r- really <laughs> unsettling. You'll be yeah. in a in a room and all you hear then all of a sudden is the thump thump thump. You're like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> just go run to a different room. And in the the remake, he he can actually like open doors and bust mm-hmm. down walls w- without. Because in the in the game, like if you went through a door, you're you're basically good until you reach a new scripted area. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the original like all of his stuff was scripted, but this one uh, they made him free roaming, which is b- the best decision they could have made. Yeah, and that's why everybody was so upset with Resident Evil Three remake. Is yeah. Nemesis in the original is unscripted. In this, it's very scripted. It's the complete opposite. Uh, yeah, I th- I think it because when I, I played I played three remake also, and I think they scripted it just because, in my opinion, it seemed like it would make it too like too much. Like Nemesis was too much of a threat to be left free roaming, but that's also kind of the point of Nemesis. Yeah, so it's kind of it was kind of like a double edged sword. Uh, it might have been just too rng uh because so, they got like those speedrun trophies so it's, it's like what if what if nemesis is being a pain in the ass <laughs> at, at the same time i i think nemesis is in there plenty maybe not towards the latter half of the game as much but still he's still in there plenty it's not like 
at any time thinking, man, I haven't seen Nemesis in a while. Twirl in my hair. I miss him. <laughs> I, I I know people on Twitter that are, that would say that, though. Yeah, no, I do, too. <laughs> You're the Wolf of Rain just laying in bed with the picture of Nemesis. Like, <laughs> <hand on it. laughs> oh, man. Well, let's uh, let's jump into Frank's week. Frank, what have you been doing? Or I guess the past two weeks, if you want, since we didn't record last week. Uh, yeah, sure. Let me pull up my trophy list so I even remember <laughs> what I did. <laughs> You've been playing uh, a lot of games lately. so yeah, yeah, that's kind of part of why I don't really know. Uh, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago I was playing Code Vein, and uh, I'm still going to be playing that on and off. Because uh, I finished my Souls marathon, and like that's not officially a Souls. So I, I'm, I'm kind of at that stage now where I can go back into my broader gaming uh which is where i like it uh but besides that i uh i got the nickelodeon all-star brawl when it hit the ps plus uh freebies i got the platinum for that uh i had pretty fun with that uh it's not it's not nearly as like ironed out as smash is but it's still really fun to be fair i don't think they can really make a game like that that is as ironed out as Smash. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, Smash has, like, th- so many years more of polish and experience. Well, and Sakurai's a madman. Yeah, that too. <laughs> will work himself to death to make Smash Brothers, like, the yeah. best thing ever. But I, I feel like if they kept building on it, it could be really, really good. Now, how, how does it compare to, like, other games in that style because we've had like playstation all-stars we've had like another nickelodeon one too i think like if i were to rank all of them i'd put it as number two like after okay. smash like it is actually really well uh executed for the most part but here's just, the bigger question it can just use improvements have you played beautiful joe red hot rumble because that might be at number two in the end no i haven't but uh I might have to in order to reevaluate the ranking. <laughs> I didn't know Beautiful Joe had a Smash Brothers style game. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Red Hot Rumble. It came out for, I want to say, GameCube PS2. Hmm. I've well, never yeah. actually played those games, but I've heard they're good. <gasps> Other than that, uh, I did a little more work on my Ballad and Wonderworld Platinum Run race uh, against you and Jade. I don't even uh, want to think about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, want you to know it's your fault. I want to get that game soon and play it. Oh, uh, you, you totally should. You totally should. But it's 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 I, not good. <laughs> five seconds ago, I don't even want to think about that game. Now you should totally get it and play it. I want you to suffer with us. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, I didn't really play it per se, but I I still. Uh, I installed the PS5 Ghost of Tsushima and uh, auto-popped all my tr- trophies and got the platinum on the <laughs> But uh, I, also, I picked up, uh, the day one, I picked up the PlayStation Plus Premium service. Same here. And uh, I ended up playing Tetris Effect Connected or whatever. And that... I think that game was just beautiful. Uh, I I kind of miss that it doesn't have the 
classic music you would expect from Tetris, but I feel I agree that it would not fit in what they are going for here, and what they went for was still beautiful in its own way. Uh, so I never uh, pegged you as the Tetris type. Oh, I love Tetris. Uh, there, there was a period uh, where I. I got I got kind of down and depressed and like that was a game I would play that always helped me clear my mind and take my mind off of anything that was troubling me so that when I was done I was able to approach my situation better uh it's almost like while I was playing it I was playing Tetris with my situation to make it look cleaner and clear some lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but besides that, I was like, ah, I want to try like, uh, one of the PS3 games to see how the streaming was. Uh, this, it's actually not bad. I did not experience any kind of noticeable lag. Uh, so I'm really happy with that. That's what uh, I heard too. One of my friends said he wanted to try a game where it would be you could easily get into it and notice, and it was MotorStorm Apocalypse. And he said, "Yeah, he couldn't tell at all. He he, yeah. you couldn't tell it was streaming." Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a game that would uh, be a good test for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I booted but... up uh, Ashura's Wrath, and then I saw that it doesn't have the DLC, and there's no way to get the DLC, and so I closed it. <laughs> Damn. So that's my experience with with the streaming. <laughs> Honestly, I don't blame you. The uh, well, the game I tried was uh the Guided Fate Paradox. <laughs> that one is interesting. I have that one. Uh, I thought it was interesting too because it's such a ridiculous concept. <laughs> and it has a sequel that it's called like the Ultimate Fate Paradox, I think. Oh damn! <laughs> or Ultimate Fate Awakening, something like that. But it's entertaining enough that I might. I don't know, occasionally pop on and try and make progress, but it's like it's such a ridiculous plot. <laughs> I can't even take it this game like it's seriously in a funny way. It's been so long since I played it, but if I remember right, the plot is basically like doesn't the main character get like hit by a bus or something and some random chick is like, I'm gonna make you God. Uh close uh, this guy's just walked into a mall saying I am broke and I'm the most unluckiest person ever. And this random maid wife who's like, Oh, why didn't you buy a lottery ticket? And then he ended up winning the lottery uh, and the prize ended up being a bonk on the head. And then he became God. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh man. That's, that's definitely a weird one. (laughs) Yeah. And that's probably what's going to make me like eventually get through it. (laughs) It's like, I kind of see, want to see how, ridiculous this game is because it's made by the same people who do like uh this guy and mm-hmm. i really like those games i have so many questions and i'm afraid of the answers <laughs> uh well i got a picture to send you for that uh but uh yeah outside of that i've decided to dig through my backlog and i uh did the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, DLC, the Yuffie one. No, I still need to do that. Yeah, I liked it a lot for the most part, but I definitely uh, 
I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the remakes level design in general. It's I I didn't mind it as much, but uh, I think I was just so excited to be playing the remake. Yeah, I'm willing to overlook o- a lot. <laughs> overall, I'm I'm happy with the remake, and I think it's fantastic. I love the extra story. I love the combat. I like the characters so much more this time around. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, the level design is just leaves to be desired. If it feels a little bit drawn out with the level design. Well, we're gonna get into Final Fantasy here before too long, so. <laughs> but, but like, a, but definitely a solid game. Like, I would give it maybe an eight out of ten, like for the full part one remake. Hmm. Um. Uh, but yeah. Thursday, I picked up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Oh yeah! And I've had I had a I finished the story mode, and it's an absolute blast. I'll definitely be playing that a bunch on the uh, arcade mode or with friends if they uh, if they ever get on there. One uh, of the things that makes me so sad is I, you know me, I want to get it physically. The physical one. I think it just has a placeholder date right now. It doesn't even have a date for when it comes out. And I want to play this game so bad, so I might end up just getting it digitally. Oh, yeah. Nice. I I got the the, the, the physical coming for that game, too, uh, but I was like, eh, it's only 30 bucks. I, I bought it twice. <laughs> I've, been, I've been wanting to play that one, but I uh, just hadn't been able to pick it up yet. But uh, how is it? So it's uh, in the same line as like Turtles in Time, right? It's that, that, that it, it, it is a very much a, a perfect sequel to Turtles in Time. Like it's just like it has everything that about Turtles in Time that's good. The art style is like a, a more modern, but still true to the original look and feel. Uh, all the moves feel like they did, but they added a little more, uh, I guess a little more functions to the combat, uh, and it all feels really good. Oh, okay, because like Turtles in Time was one of my favorite games as a kid, and uh, that's why I, I thought I'd seen somewhere that this was like a sequel to it, and uh, it's on my wish list at some point. I was kind of hoping yeah. they would put it on like the new PlayStation Plus, but uh no well i mean it's not it's not game pass it's, they're not, they're not like striving for that day one stuff that is uh, true but uh yeah i don't know like if you you've seen the like, the ninja turtle movies right no i have not actually oh, okay well at, at points they add in like soundtracks that are like like almost like hip-hop and more upbeat like vanilla ice and stuff like that <laughs> and uh, like this game actually has like songs with lyrics in them and, and i'm like oh man that is giving me all the right kind of feels for this what it should <laughs> that's awesome i'm gonna have to wait i'm gonna wait for it to be on sale but i'm gonna pick that one up at some point yeah beyond that though my main game that i've been playing for the past week uh outside of those little bits that I've mentioned before was a uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. I uh, I started that way back when it came out, and I put in like over a hundred hours 
uh, but I only got up to chapter four. And other games were coming out, and I'm like, the width, the, how much I want to put into this game, I'm not going to get to any other game for another 100 hours. So I decided to put it on hold for a bit to get a game out of the way. And I just forgot for the longest time. <laughs> uh, so now I'm finally getting back to that. I'm on chapter six now. Uh, I'm having so much fun. Uh, I'm glad. It feels good to be playing this again. Yeah, I I got that one at launch, and I didn't play it all that much. Uh, and I mean, it's it's actually one of the ones I'm selling now because I'm, I'd rather have it on PlayStation at some point. But. Uh... But yeah, I loved the first one though. So it's good. Uh, I'm gonna be playing the f- first one, but not uh, the Undead Nightmare version. Oh yeah, I've heard that's really good. It's on. It's on the. Uh, it's on the. Uh, what do you call it? The premium. The plus. I'm just gonna start calling it the plus. But I... we already have the plus uh, for ages. <laughs> I still find it funny that Undead Nightmare is, but not the actual game. Oh, no, that's uh, weird. Is it like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for some reason, actual Red Dead isn't on there, but Undead Nightmare is, which has the entire map and everything in it. So That's weird. But yeah, I, I have no idea why. Now, raise your hand if you have played the, the Red Dead Revolver game. I've never played it, but it's on there, so I will. You can't see me, but I'm raising it. <laughs> I was going to say, you can hit the little hand button and... <laughs> yeah, but but our listeners won't hear that. <laughs> they won't hear that. No, it's it's a bad it's a bad pun or a bad joke. But uh, it's 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 pretty good, Frank. It's it's very different than Red Dead Redemption. It's like mission based. No, the um, uh, the original it's... Red Dead Redemption's on the premium. Oh, the wait, what? Oh, okay. I, I all three of them are on there. Uh, are, oh, or actually, I don't I don't know about redemption 2 but i think redemption 2 is i think i remember seeing that oh okay cool i i was told only undead nightmare was no i'm looking at right here it says uh red dead redemption right above it says premium and included oh cool i can confirm what frank is saying i see i see red dead red dead 2 and undead nightmare I do not see Red Dead Revolver, though. I'm pretty sure I saw it. Dead. Yeah, you might have to type further. Well, mine are in alphabetical order, so it should be. That's weird. I could have sworn I saw it. We're going to fact check this right Mm -hmm. now. It'd probably be in the classic catalog because it's a it's a PS2 game, I think. Well, like the the I always sort it by all. I don't I, I look at everything that's in there. Okay, so it is a, it is available, but it is not in the uh, PlayStation Plus lineup. That's what I thought. Okay, but it is on sale for like eight ninety nine right now. So okay, that's not bad. And it's it's pretty good. I played through it. It's another one of those I actually wrote a guide for it. <laughs> so, well, that's basically my my updates. Uh, nothing really else to report. Uh... Oh gosh, now I got to go into mine. Okay. 
Let me see what I've been playing. Um, so I beat uh, beat and platinum Spyro Two from the Reignited trilogy. Um, really liked it. I still think I like the first one better, but uh, it's also been several years since I played the first one and started the third one uh, and have pushed it to the side right now because I got kind of frustrated with it. I'm <laughs> ready for something different. Like it was good for that short amount of time, but um i have downloaded a ton of games from the playstation plus lineup but i've not played hardly any of them uh i did a little bit of ape escape um i started up mafia 2 because i uh, was wanting to replay that one Uh, i'm still at the beginning of that um and yeah that's i think basically my week let me keep going through the the list here Basically, PSN profiles is what reminds me what I've played lately. Yeah, I need to. I need to get that. It's. I love it myself. So Uh, worth it, especially when you're looking up a trophy guide for a game that you wanted to clean up trophies on. Mm -hmm. You look at the trophy guide on that website, and it'll actually like uh, cross off the ones you've done. Yeah, on the guide. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. so useful. Oh gosh, I need to set that up. Uh, well, in in non PlayStation, I have been playing Xenoblade Chronicles, and I'm in chapter six, maybe. I don't know. I just reached the forest, which is farther than uh, I've ever gotten in that game. Uh, I'm gonna assume that's the, f- the beginning of the game because it's, it's still usually... pretty early. I just got done ban <laughs> in my party. The for- <laughs> forests are usually one of the first three areas you go to in any RPG. It's true. Well, yeah, it is true. Um, I basically, I've made it through the ether. I, I fought the I fought Zord and beat him, and then got Dunban, and then went to the the swamp, and then now the forest. So yeah, I still got a long ways to go. I know that game is ridiculously long, and I'm, I'm being crazy, and I'm trying to 100 percent each area before moving on, and I'm going to have to quit. Cause I'm I, I think it's out. more crazy that you're playing oh, no. a ridiculously long game given your availability <laughs> to play games. I know it's and your attention span to play games. Yeah, I I bounce around a lot. I play it at night, um, like when I'm laying in bed after Finn goes to sleep, I'll I'll hop on and play a little bit. Um, I've been so I've been doing that. I've still been doing a little bit of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Uh, which on one my are you iPad, on? I'm still the first one. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's I like the Pixel Remaster. I don't like the iPad controls; they are terrible. Uh, I don't like the first game. <laughs> uh, and uh, non-video game related, uh, I started watching Sailor Moon Crystal with my daughter this weekend. Yes, that's actually the most <laughs> exciting part of the stuff you've listed so far. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> um it's it's good i'm definitely uh definitely missing something not being the target demographic uh but it's it's been enjoyable i've been i may have been cracking jokes in several of the episodes and uh i just want to say tuxedo mask is a creep yeah yes yes. (laughs) he's a bit of a douche we're we're like i think we're eight like seven or eight episodes in now maybe but but is tuxedo mac mask a creep or Darian? Both, <laughs> or is, is it what it, Darian? Isn't that his who, Mamaru. 
Yeah, in Crystal, he's Mamoru. Oh, okay. okay. Well, okay. I, I've never seen Crystal. Well, like, I'm, I'm sitting here. Uh, I, we're watching this. I'm like, so we're like eight episodes in or something. He has kissed Usagi while she is sleeping twice. And he has taken like big old whiffs of her handkerchief. Still a better love story than Twilight. It, yes, it is. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've I've been I've been making making some jokes uh, about their relationship and and about yeah, how he's a creep. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a lot more awkward than I well, thought. In, it. Like in the I, I could understand it in the original uh, original one more because that's like from the you know eighties or nineties. Er, no, know, but, but he he doesn't do anything like that in the original. <laughs> no, does he not? No. Nope. Oh gosh. So why why would they do that in twenty twenty one? Like with with all the other movements like that have been going on, why would you make it where he kisses her while she's asleep? <laughs> I don't know if they know. That, oh, that is true. J- Japan is is very different than uh than we are here in America on some of that stuff. But still, certainly, like I I, I mean, I guess they don't censor as much nowadays like they did back in the nineties either, yeah. but. It's all. It all. All that matters is that, uh, I guess, even though she was unconscious, there was a level of consent. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> like if way- she were to find out and be like, "Yeah, I'm good with it," then then well, okay, fine. <laughs> she, she would have been. I mean, obviously, but uh, it's still creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I've been, I've been watching that with her. Uh, because i've discovered recently like my daughter's not very into video games like she plays minecraft and roblox like every other hey, those, those are uh, those are uh video games and Except you know, we'll for play, roblox yeah roblox doesn't count <laughs> but you know, minecraft is good and we'll play minecraft together some but like she's she's never really gotten into many games and she doesn't really well, want to try that's um, fine some some kids yeah. don't even get into games until they're teenagers even mm-hmm. so, and you never you never know but uh but she does like she's recently got an interest in anime so we've been bonding over nice. anime so like we started with assassination classroom oh so good and watched that and now we're watching sailor moon and then i don't know what we'll do after that um and then uh my wife and i i don't know what happened by some miracle after four years we have been able to sit down and watch so many movies this past like two weeks. Nice. So we have watched horrible bosses one and two. I, I, I they're goofy, but I like them. <laughs> they're, I, I, I've always enjoyed them. I had never seen the second one. Actually. I'd only seen the first one. Yeah. I've uh, always been curious to see them actually. And I just never have They're, they're you, You'd really like good. them, Elijah, like big yeah, time. Like them. that'd be right up your alley. Um, so we watched those. We watched all three Hanover movies. Okay, uh, yeah, th- those were all right. the The first one is like where it's at for me, but yeah, the first one is definitely the best. The second one's okay. The third one, I was just they they were milking it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, I I hated like what they were doing with Zach Galifianakis's character. Yeah, man. Because like the first one, he was like, okay, he's goofy, he's kind of an idiot, but like it, with each movie, he was just getting progressively more of an asshole. And it made sense from like a story perspective, but I still just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and you know what makes Hangover 3 even worse? That is what, uh, I cannot remember his name, but uh, he plays Andy on The Office. Yes. 
that's what he was filming when they made his story in the office that he oh, took the boat to, with oh. his brother. So it literally ruined that whole thing ruined Andy's character on the show. It ruined him on both. <laughs> because he was filming Hangover 3. Oh man, that's awful. That's oh man, I did not know that. I'm gonna have to tell my wife that because she'll she'll find that interesting. Um oh shoot, what else have we watched? We watched um what happens in Vegas. I haven't seen that. It's uh Ashen Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. It's like a rom com. Oh, maybe I have seen that then. <laughs> I I really like Ashton Kutcher. Oh, um, he's great. <laughs> he I'm I'm kind of bummed that he uh, decided to focus more on his modeling or whatever he does. He no, he retired to uh, like help rescue sex trafficked kids. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's definitely a good cause. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also just very confused at what what events in life transpired that took him there like it just, I, yeah, I would I never I, thought of it. it yeah i don't know like is it was it just yeah. something that he had heard about and he's like somebody needs to do something about this and i have the means to do it or that's there, probably like, what it else? is that could be but yeah he's he's done like he's rescued like tons of people like his whatever uh, organization he does is, is doing a lot of good work because i i really like admired him as a actor and mm. overall human being after seeing butterfly effect uh, yeah, I seen I him in seen Dude, that. Where's My Car first, but <laughs> I the first thing I ever saw him in, I think, was that '70s show. I never watched it, but uh, no. I, that, I I guess that would technically be the first two because I've seen maybe half an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we watched we watched that, and then sticking with the Ashton Kutcher train, we watched uh, Killers, which is him and. Uh, I definitely have not seen that one. Oh God, I can't remember what the hell her name is. I tend to forget her name because I've heard she's just a horrible person. That could be almost yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to look it up because I, I got to know. Catherine Heigl. That's who it is. Catherine. Oh, Heigl. okay. I, I like her movies. Uh... She's she's not a bad she's not a bad actress, but uh, but I've heard she is she is horrible horrible to work with. And mm, she's not a very sucks. nice person. Uh, but that movie is uh, Ashton Kutcher is like a like government assassin who okay, falls in love with, with Catherine Heigl, <laughs> and then you know shenanigans and sh- and share in their life. It's uh, it's another rom com. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like I have seen this now. <laughs> I actually, I'm trying to remember it. I don't think I did. But they're it's... all like movies that are so old that like. Even yeah. if I did see it, I wouldn't remember anything. It's it's worth watching. It's I mean it's not very long, so like you don't have to make much of a time investment, but it's it's pretty funny. Uh and then we've started seventeen again, but we didn't get very far in that one. Uh, oh Zach so good. I love that one. Yeah, Zach Efron. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, uh I don't usually like Zach Efron, but I will say he's done he's started to do quite a few good movies. He he picks a lot of weird dumb movies but like when he's not doing that he's mm-hmm. such a good actor like he yeah. actually is really good well One of- i liked him in 17 again yeah um he was in uh i can't remember the name of the movie it's seth rogan and like Z- and yeah Zach bad Capron neighbors is- yes bad neighbors thank you there's bad uh, neighbors too also <laughs> I, I i haven't seen the second one but i liked him in the first one um i i love this performance in uh the disaster artist <laughs> 
No, I have not seen that one. He played Chris R. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite movies is called That Awkward Moment. And oh, yeah. Zach Efron is one of the main actors in it. And that movie made me like fall in love with him. You know, he he had a kind of a bad rep for high school music because like every Disney person does like, they're yeah. like oh, he just yeah, does Disney he is stuff, one of the but... better characters on that movie, too, though. <laughs> yeah, he he is. He is actually a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, he did a movie I really want to see called I want to say it's gold is the name of it. And it's about him and this other person go into the desert and find this big thing of gold. And the other person goes, hey, I'll come back. I'm going to find like a truck or something. And it's about it's just him in the desert and like him starting to go crazy. So like 127 days, but with a different spin. <laughs> yeah. And I really want to see it because it's very different for him. What was that? He, yeah, because he mostly he doesn't do too many serious movies. Nah, but uh, uh, he was really, really fan like uh, like stellar acting in The Greatest Showman. I hadn't seen that one either. I know he was in Baywatch. He was in the new Baywatch. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> I hate how much I love that movie. <laughs> We're just gonna... I've not seen it, but I've seen clips. I'd probably enjoy the movie, but I'm just not about that whole beach scene. It so is I'd... such a bad movie, and I adore it so much. It's yeah, it's it's uh, Zac Efron, The Rock, the Rock. and uh, Alexandria Daddario. Daddario. If you're looking for a movie to watch with your wife, I definitely recommend The Greatest Showman. Do you know if it's on any streaming services? Uh, you'll have to look that up. Oh, that's right. You're Canada. You're different than we are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, even if I for sure know it's on something, it's not going to be on something for sure. Damn it, Frank. For others. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, you. if you want to unite the world like I want, then uh, let's do it. I mean, I guess that you, you just get a VPN. Like if everybody gets, a yeah, VPN, I know, but, just... but like, let, let's just get the world united so that all content is the same across the world. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. People no. hate each other too much. I that's know. true. So, but yeah, that's. Uh, I can't think of anything else we've we've watched. So I think that might be. That's might a pretty good list, though. Yeah, yeah it is. is. I, like I said, I don't know what, because like we have not, the last movie we saw together was Star Wars The Force Awakens in theaters. Oh boy, that's a, and then like a decade ago. We saw a couple of movies in the hospital when Finn was born. Like whatever was on the TV. And then, but that's it. Like we just can't not, we cannot watch movies because he is, like he's, he's a bit of a handful. Uh, yeah you know, all, all most kids are you know and it's it's just one of those things like you, you, you know he, he does he doesn't he can't sit through a movie very easily he, he can now but it has to be one that he wants to watch for sure um, and so you know we just watched what he wanted to watch or we'll watch like you know 10 minutes of a tv show but uh so but this this week well we got him we got him a tablet for his birthday he wanted a kindle fire tablet and, uh, you know, it has a bunch of like educational stuff on it that will supplement his because he starts preschool in August. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, it's a good step. Yeah. Forward. And so we got that formal. Well, he is just he's been in love with it. So like he'll sit there and, and do stuff on his tablet and we can sit down and watch a movie. 
that's nice. <laughs> it's i don't want to say it's i don't want to say it's like good parenting because you know but no, uh... no it, it kind <laughs> of is it's like there's a big difference between pushing electronics for your kid and like not and then like letting it become to an addiction stage yeah well, and there, there are those parents that are like, you know, TV is the babysitter, tablets are the babysitter. Yeah, like they, they, their solution to get rid of a problem is is electronics. Yeah. While ele- you're putting electronics as a tool for his entertainment. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much been the, the highlights of my week, except for all the, the horrible things that, <laughs> the reason we didn't record last week so but uh yeah that's my week so eric are you there i see you're in the recording but yeah i'm here um are you guys able to hear me yeah yeah we can hear you all right yeah i wasn't really talking so much because i've been kind of sick today um kind of like had like a cold because it's been raining a lot in my area so i've just been kind of like resting yeah so I do. So that's kind of why I wasn't really talking too much because it's like uh, I kind of just want to make sure I don't like you know overdo it, especially since for, of for how sure. my sore my throat is. But I hope you feel honestly, better. Honestly, uh, thanks. Uh, I'll probably just need to just take a bit more medicine. Just make sure I drink some water and warm like tea and stuff, just so I can get better. Since that's usually what ends up helping me in the end. But that's the good stuff. Honestly, um, this past two weeks I've never really been doing too too much like in terms of gaming i've mainly been focusing on persona 4 despite the uh continuous crashes i've had into the game i currently have about like 58 hours into the game and i'm currently in the month of december and i'm just about to just uh get into the dungeon to beat the boss of the normal ending and then i, I have only like two more dungeons left um to get the true true ending for the game nice. um so far i've kind of been like uh maxing out the social links for all the characters i liked and right now my team in terms of like my main team i'm like around level 79 um with like most of my with my personas the highest one being like level 70 so i've been doing pretty decently with the gameplay aspect i'm not gonna lie um compared to persona 5 i feel like persona 4 is probably has a much better story and a much more diverse amount of characters in it that I like a lot more. And I feel like with this game, I like the theme they've done with like how each character is supposed to essentially like confront the suppressed emotions and feelings they've been having deep inside. And like the more you interact with these characters, the more they start to embrace who they really are. Which, to be honest, I kind of liked a little bit more than like what Persona 5 did. Because for me, with Persona 5, kind of looking back on it, I didn't really like the fact that in order for me to really like get like a conclusion with each of these characters' arcs, I essentially had to, like, my character had to essentially, like, uh, con- like, rem- like confront the heart of the shadows of those people who were always messing with those characters' lives. Because it felt more like as if, like, oh... I'm just basically making the bad guy submit and change their ways. Whereas with Persona 4, I'm simply just there and pointing the characters to the right direction and making them realize that, hey, they're not, hey, like what you're feeling is okay, but don't let it consume you because you're only going to be going to a dark path with what you're doing. And 
I really like that. And I'm I'm only, only going to object to say that uh, in Persona Five, you're you're not confronting them to change their ways. You're you are actually legitimately killing off the part of them that's like that. <laughs> I mean, it's because, like, you know, because, like, in how Persona 5, each of the characters are, like, that are not the main characters. They always have that one person who tells them, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to just make your life hell. I mean, you go into mementos to just basically confront that shadow. To yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like, you, like you're, you're not telling them to stop. You're you're telling the part of their brain that's doing this to stop. It's it's different. Yeah. I, I get it, but it's like I kind of prefer like what they did with Persona Four more, just because like yeah, since fair. it fit a lot with the fair with the theme. Uh, I of just it, wanted since... to clear the uh, the uh, like misrepresentation. That's all. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because it's been a while since I played the game, um, but essentially, like I enjoyed that. I like the characters in this. I kind of I really like the fact that in this game they always have like little school events and stuff like that. But kind of like always make it entertaining. Because, like, it's just, like, I'm always dying from laughter. Honestly, way more than I did with Persona 5, even though I really love Persona 5 as a whole. It's just, like, it's just kind of crazy. And I kind of like the buildup with the story with 4, because it's, like, you're, you're like, uh, drip-fed pieces of information and hints that when you put it all together, it actually makes complete sense. And, like, well, you like just kind of, like, feel, like, wow, that, like, the story is crazy. And the villain doesn't disappoint either because, like, he's a character who you actually interact with. And you kind of start to see, like, the double side of him. And so, like, it's really cool what they did with this. And I'm really, really glad I was able to play this and I'm almost done with it. But I'm definitely never going to be playing this game again on Steam <laughs> because <laughs> the amount of crashes I've had on this damn thing. Like, put it like this. I have 50, uh, 58 hours into the game. But in my, if you check my Steam profile, it says I have like seventy nine hours. That twenty hour difference is literally Crash. just because the game crashed on me. Oh. So it's like, oh no. So I'm at. So at this point, I would have been if it was really seventy nine hours, I would have been done with the game already. But oh, uh, I'd get, I'd yeah. be so upset. <laughs> yeah, I definitely been upset. There is, I put it like this. Imagine, like, you had to go for, like, three or four different days. Because, like, you know how in Persona 5, you had to do, like, the exam stuff? Like, for the exams. Or, like, you had days where you couldn't really yeah, yeah. save. But imagine me, how I felt, being afraid that it was going to crash. And I had to redo those cutscenes all over again. Are you able to skip them? Nope, I'm only able to fast forward, though. Oh, yeah, you can fast forward, but you can't okay. skip. Yeah, but the so, fast forward is still pretty quick. Uh, I eventually want to get through that game. I hope they bring it to PlayStation. They they've they've said they're going to. Yes, okay, so just uh, not gonna be I will definitely bold. play it. It's uh, like sometime next year, I think. Yeah, Eric sold me on playing it. Well, and what I was going to say is uh, a good way to to kind of uh, talk about like what the this my mind just blanked on the word the theme of the games is like. Persona 4 is accepting yourself and accepting the parts of yourself that it you don't like. sounds like it's going like. to crush my soul into <laughs> you'll, crying. You'll really like you, <laughs> yeah. you won't cry. You won't cry in the game. Um, but it's, uh, it's a, I, love, I love those games, but I always go like, oh, God, I it's, don't know. Yeah, it's, it's really about like 
helping the characters and like going through the characters to help them learn to love the parts of themselves that yeah. they don't like it, 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 games like that i i i always want to play them but it's like i always have to mentally prepare because i went through so much tor- turmoil and hardship in my life that like those kind of things hit so much harder than yeah well, the average like, person i would say i'm not gonna say everyone <laughs> well, they, they cover such a broad like spectrum like you have you know, like the the like pressures of your family from family like taking over family business to uh, like gender issues and okay. like um, that's good. Yeah. They explore it's, a variety of uh, issues in the mm-hmm. social and and it's like with the gender stuff. It's nice because they do it. They do it on both like both sides of the things. Like there's like a male character that is afraid of being like girly or uh or you know gay like he he struggles with that part of him and there's like a female character that is trying to be masculine because that's how she feels like she can get ahead in the world and it's coming to terms with yourself it's it's definitely important to explore those things because i i went through a long time wondering what my gender identity was and then I, I came to the conclusion I have is no, like I'm a gender. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I like when I see that things are evolving to the point where it's not masculine, it's not feminine, it's just human. Yeah, yeah. And well, like and- um, like this, like a Frank, like in this game, what's different about the like the palaces in this game compared to like Persona Five? Because like in a Persona Five, you deal with like these corrupt dudes whose shadows are like possessed by their greed or like the the search for power in this game each of the members that you that you recruit are essentially they are the ones who have the dungeons because each of those characters their shadows are essentially like their repressed emotions and feelings that like one of the aspects of the game is when they initially reject them saying no you're not me and then after you you deal with that dungeon you essentially like see them like accept it because they realize that they like these people ended up seeing their true feelings it'll be actually like uh geez what's her name the the orange haired one from five yeah yeah because for hers like that was her dungeon yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's basically like but it's for the entire game that's cool I, I'm definitely gonna play it once I can. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would, I would say unless you have a Vita where you can play Golden on there, I would wait for the PS4 version. I have a Vita, yeah. but I just I uh, I don't want to have to find it and charge it and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll just wait. Uh, you can't you can't say that with Elijah on the podcast, man. It's okay. Yeah, I can. It hurts Vita, my soul, but I accept Vita it. Vita means life. Uh, hey, <laughs> I I I I will say the Vita. Is a better platform than Elijah will say. So, but I just don't play it. <laughs> to be fair, I don't yeah. play mine either. But <laughs> I, I, I have absolute love for the Vita, but I just don't have the time to have more than one console. <laughs> yeah. Well, and- what I can say about the about Persona Four, though, Frank, is that I feel like you'll actually have a much shorter time playing this compared to Five. Because I've actually, because when when I check into my Steve achievements, I'm actually like um half like I got like almost like thirty of the fifty achievements they have on it, and I'm only put yeah. like fifty hours. And it's like 
like the game is actually incredibly shorter than uh, Persona Five, at least. Like mostly because like the dungeons are not really that yeah, difficult to navigate. Uh, mm-hmm. The longest part of the originals were just the lengthy, monotonous chatter. Like you'd walk to school and then you'd overhear two people, "Hey, do you hear about those phantom thieves?" And it's it's just like. Like I I enjoyed that stuff, but I just mean like there's a lot of filler. <laughs> One, if you do a 100 percent uh, max social link run, you'll spend a lot longer in it. Yeah, I, I put like I put like a hundred hundred to 120 hours into a max. Social Those link games run. is like I, I I would do the platinum only for the sheer fact that I want to experience the entire story. Mm-hmm. One, and I'm like uh, I might as well go for it now. <laughs> the platinum in in four i think is a lot worse than five or royal uh Mm. because like you have to you have to complete the compendium but you also have to use uh skill cards to put certain skills and and like fusions to put certain skills on certain personas that sounds a lot like the uh persona 5 trophy list like not the royal one but the other one yeah the persona 4 golden and the base persona 5 trophy list are rather similar it's the Persona Five Royal Trophy list that got so much better, and is yeah, they, they fixed they fixed the monotony of it. Well, now, do you think that uh, when they release it on PS4, that it will have a updated trophy list, I or do you it. think it will be the same? My guess is it'll be the. My guess is it will be whatever the list on Steam looks like. Yeah, and I think the one on Steam is identical to. I I think it was. Is it coming to Xbox first? It, yeah. It, 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 well, it's it doesn't uh, say first. It just Xbox it, got yeah. to announce it. Yeah, but I think it's a simultaneous release. Okay. I think I think I think what what Xbox is getting first in quotation marks <laughs> is Persona Five Royal is coming to Xbox before four and three do. So it it is, but I think Royal is also coming to PS Five the same day. Oh, you see, I didn't know it was getting a PS5. Yes. They sent out a uh, press release, like, right afterwards. Let me double that, up on those trophies. <laughs> that said, uh, Persona 5 Royal is coming to PS5 and Steam. Persona 4 Golden is coming to PS4. And Persona 3 Portable is coming to PS4 and Steam. So, Royal to PS5 and the other two to PS4. Okay. I kind of wish they, they did FES. But, like, I know there's a lot. There's the reason they did Portable as there was uh, some issues with, like, code with FES. Everyone I know would have preferred FES, but, yeah, yeah, if they got issues, it makes sense. There's, Yeah, there's some coding issues with FES that they would have to fix, but it just sucks because you're missing out, like, on content. Uh, A lot of of the people, too, that I've seen that are kind of bummed about it were, like, uh, they they, would like to, like, uh, a pseudo-remake where it just combined the two games together yeah uh i had heard people say fes has stuff better than portable and portable has stuff better than fes so it's kind of a toss-up i played a little bit of fes but i never beat it Mm -hmm. portable has more like quality of life improvements and um it has the like the female protagonist option but fes has more story content and uh yeah the another big difference is like persona 3 is basically like map movement like you pick an area on the map and it's all menus and everything whereas persona uh, fes 
you actually like move your character around like you do in the other games. So those are the like some of the big differences, but the base the base story is the same. Like from start to finish, you get all of that content, but FES has like sequel content that takes place after the end of the main story. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the golden version, mm-hmm. but yes. for Persona 3, yeah. So all right. Well, yeah. you guys want to jump into some Final Fantasy? What about Final Fantasy? We had the uh, the Final Fantasy seven twenty fifth anniversary. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> you can't see the smile on my face. I say, I say I forgot about it as a person that's excited for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I literally um, cried. Uh, I'm I, very happy for the Crisis Core yes. uh, remake. Above all else, a rem- I think is it a remake or is it a remaster? So remake. There, there are moments where I'm like, "Oh, cool, they're remastering it," and other moments where I'm like, "Are we sure this isn't a remake?" And then as I watch the trailer, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's definitely a remaster." But then I get back to, "Wait, are we sure this isn't a remake?" So it's I don't remake, even know. <laughs> they are more or less uh, reusing the same cinematics, uh, mm-hmm. the CGI cinematics, but like cleaning it up a bit. It does look very, very clean. Yeah. It looks like, real good. Like they, they kind of went lazy with the the CGI cinematics and reusing them, in that sense. But like for the, everything else is remake. I'm so glad it is not stuck on PSP anymore. Oh, I know. I, yeah. That's that's the reason I've not finished it. It's just the it's amount so of hard people that uh, have said they really wanted to play it, but the PSP is just not an option for them. Yep. Uh, so that's going to be that comes out this winter yes yep which is nuts um because like i i was going when i was going into this and i talked a little bit about it on twitter but like i wasn't expecting and i was expecting them to talk about like uh you know remake part two but i was like we're not going to get anything for like three years it's just not going to happen yeah and they come out with oh guess what here's crisis core remake this year and then you know remake part two comes out next year i'm i'm not gonna say the end of next year (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna say this year or next year just because with it saying this winter winter is from december to march so i'm gonna say it could come out in that time frame and same with seven part two also square likes to make me cry so i just don't accept uh, anything until they're like here's a date oh and the game has gone gold it's printed i'm like okay then i I thought it i thought it said like winter 22 and winter 23 it just says this next yeah it just says this winter next next. winter you know didn't remake part one come out in march april april it was supposed to come out in march yeah and then okay. the next winter, uh, it's going to hit next winter, and then the game doesn't come out. And yeah. like, did, did we say next winter? Yeah, uh, we, we were talking about the winter in Australia. Yeah, next, win- <laughs> next winter is when they're going to give us a new date. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, man, that reminds me of the uh, Kojima announcement to say that he's making a game, but that's it. <laughs> I, that was, oh my gosh. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about, we didn't talk about any of the, any of the Summer Game Fest stuff on the podcast. That's what uh, Death Stranding did too, though. It's like, hey, I'm making a game with PlayStation. Bye. Well, yeah, and, he already got my purchase, but uh, well, and, <laughs> and 
freaking Norman Reedus has been talking about working on another game. So, like, I wonder if he's involved with the uh, Kojima. Maybe. And but, so uh, here's here's the thing. Also, Norman Reedus basically came out and said they're working on Death Stranding too. Yeah, and yeah. I I love how Kojima took it by posting pictures of Norman Reedus on his knees and Kojima getting ready to hit him with Negan's baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did in response. I'm like, all right, Kojima, you're good in my book. Well, I, I think they're I think they're like really good friends. Too. They are. Yeah, uh, they are. I th- and that's like when you learn more about Hideo Kojima, like he he's made fantastic games, but his passion is movies. He's always wanted to yeah. make movies. And so like he started be- becoming friends with all these actors and he's like, you know, I make games, come be in my games. Like <laughs> I would never expect Guillermo de Toro to be in a video game. And yet, yeah, he's in Death Stranding. Like you know? half of the <laughs> actors in Death Stranding are directors. Yeah. Uh, the fact yeah, that, that they got what... Mads on there too. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you see, I've barely touched Death Stranding, but I want to so bad just because of the cast. Yeah, I'm playing I, I through it right you're now. You're allowed to touch it. Yeah, I'm playing through it right now, and I'm not really saying much about it just because I'm just over halfway through. But wow, that game got its hooks in me. The the thing with Death Stranding is that even if you aren't so keen on the content of it it's still an experience that needs to be had it it is an artistic like experience that is unlike any other game where for the most part like Mm -hmm. obviously there's going to be some similarities it it kind of went up for me it was kind of like your red dead redemption too like i i started it and i knew it was going to be a game that had a lot of content and there was other stuff I needed to play. So I just kind of put it to the side and never touched it again. So, but the, uh, the PS five version, the director's cut is on the, uh, the plus. So I'm, I, yeah. I haven't downloaded. I just hadn't started it yet. Uh, I'm, I'm going through a process of debating whether or not I want to get the PS four platinum before I touch the director's cut, uh, oh, PS five. Yeah. So I that struggle. I can d- double dip those trophies. I struggle with that a lot because I, I'm the same way. I want to double dip the trophies, but then I also really want to play the PS5 version that has like the better graphics and frame rates and all I, that I kind of stuff. I don't care about graphics. So it I, helps, you see, it helps. I do, but I mean, like it's it's not something that will determine whether I'll play a game or not. But if I can play a version that has better graphics, I tend to go play that version. I, I'll do that for my purchase, but not for the if I have both available and I know I can do a two for one. Uh, I will do the two for one always. Fun fact about Resident Evil 7 PS5 version, it does do the auto-pop for trophies, but not all of them. And apparently it's very random how many you're going to get. So, for example, of the 63 trophies between the game and all the DLC, 19 of them popped. That's Six weird. of them for the main hmm. game. That that sounds like a bug. It's definitely a bug. Or the way you are saving. Because I, this happened to to jade a couple days ago or whatever we we were both installing the uh ps5 ghost of tsushima because she shares my psn account and is stealing my premium uh (laughs) but like she uploaded a save that didn't have a a record that photo mode was used so that one i did hear pop I did hear specifically for a, a lot of people that one doesn't pop. 
Oh, okay. I, don't think, I don't think it popped for me uh, when I did go. It, it didn't pop for me either. I was it, thinking it was probably more that she did do a photo, but didn't continue a file that had taken the photo. In fact, I think when I was reading a tr- the trophy guide for it, it specifically said when you update or, or upload your save to the PS5 version, you need to start a new game so you can do a photo mode picture. I, 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 I didn't have remember to. that as well. Huh? I didn't. I, mine all worked. It might have been. It might have been an issue like early on with the with the upgrades that got fixed later on. Uh, maybe. Uh, I played it at launch, so I don't know if something happened. No, after. You, but you just you just popped the uh, the PS5 trophies though. Yeah, but I I played the PS4 version at launch, and mm-hmm. I uploaded that like a 2018 file in 2000 in the in the PS5. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I played it in Platinum, did it launch also, and then I upgraded at launch and uploaded my file, and I had to go back into photo mode. So I'm wondering if they've updated, like, the but, PS5 uh, but, uh, version. Uh, Jade and I the... did it at the same time, and hers didn't work, and mine did. Uh, hmm. so it's very I... weird. That is very weird. I, I see what you're saying now. I, I, I understand. I forgot about Jade, to be honest. Damn. <laughs> Tell her you said that. I'm telling her too. I don't think she. I don't think she listens to the podcast. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I feel you're bad. Still, you're still getting canceled. I forgot about our social media manager. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so the uh, on Final Fantasy again because I, I want your y'all, y'all's thoughts on this. Uh, do you think we're gonna get uh, like an intermission style DLC for part two? And if mm-hmm. we do, what do you think is gonna be? What was the question? Do you, like, do you think we're going to get a DLC for part two, like we did with part one, like where it's focused on Yuffie? And if we uh, do, what character do you think it will be? If I, any? I think we will. And because it's be Vincent, so because of thinking as well, not knowing exactly where the story is going to go for reasons, my guess it would be Vincent or Kaseth. Oh man! If if they yeah. give me a case of DLC, I will praise that game for no. <laughs> the, the biggest I, reason is I don't think they've ever really given case Seth the DLC or like the attention he deserves. Mm-hmm. I I will agree and disagree on that because I feel in the original he was the most developed character. <laughs> yes, but I think the way they're doing this new one. I don't think they would do it that good again outside of giving him a DLC. Like, I think Vincent, they would give plenty of time in the game for. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe it won't be Kate Sis specifically. Maybe it will be, uh, like, whoever the human behind him is. Reeve. I can't remember. The, yeah. Reeve, yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm, part of me is wondering if they're, if they're remastering Crisis Core, are we going to see something with Dirge of Cerberus? No, I hope so. That game is terrible. I absolutely love it with a passion. <laughs> oh, Vincent, well, I love you. Maybe they could squeeze its contents into the Crisis Reunion. They they possibly oh, like. could. But at the same time, it's Square Enix who has become notorious for trying to milk people for all their money. We love money. Yeah, so, I mean, if they're going to do anything with it, I would I could see them either doing it as a DLC episode or, like, doing a complete, like, remaster slash you know slight remake man square squares are not one we, we love money but we but uh 
10 million in profit is uh is a, a failure, failure. <laughs> yeah let's never well, talk about square and how they treated the tomb raider games ever again uh and uh, or how they... X or gardens of the galaxy or the world ends with you or the kingdom so hearts ports on switch the yeah. true the Those true disaster is uh like the the game that could have been the best game of all time we got shafted the uh, Balan Wonderworld. world <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. i it, i won't say it could have been the greatest of all time i will it, say it, it could be it, a it, lot better it could have been a lot better yeah <laughs> it, it couldn't be worse a lot of the issues oh, i have with it i feel <laughs> would easily have been fixed with some extra polish and and quality assurance testing yeah you can when you play the game, you can feel that it has good bones. It's just that the bones are covered in this rotted layer of shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't you can't jump in the game unless you have specific powers. Like, what kind of crap is that? Uh, it, it was a, like it's an idea that I feel like it sounded better on paper. Well, and it. That kind of that kind of design thinking, like gameplay style, is very like '90s, early 2000s. Like when when yeah, yeah. you know this guy was was making you know Sonic and and Dreams and all these other games. Like, so I wonder if it was well, like mean, a purpose. I mean, though, you you said it, you explained it all with uh, he made Sonic. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Look, I'm... Like I'm, I'm not gonna dish this. Like all I could say is, is that the guy, or at least the the director of this game, he at least wanted to make the game better. But I, I like, feel he he really would have made a, a, a like a memorable gem. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's I think what for me. It's like, like uh... oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Caleb. No, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say because like the thing with Balan Wonderland after kind of like seeing the whole including the lawsuit that the guy did against Square Enix, it reminds me way too much of Sonic 06. Because <laughs> for that game, the reason why that game sucks, or why that like that game's like it's just god-awful, is because they literally split the development team between the PS3 and the Xbox 360 versions. Because the, X, the PS3 didn't come out until a year after the Xbox. And so it's like, it's they had the idea down, but they kept butchering it because... Either like it's like Square Enix pulled a Sega in this case with Bound Wonder Worlds because they thought people were just gonna buy it just because it had Square Enix on it and that it had Sonic and Dreams on it. Because for me, I would have played the game just because it reminds me of Dreams more than Sonic, just because I like the art, like the art style of Dreams. I really liked how that gameplay was, but this uh, it's just like they kind of messed it up, just like just rushing it yeah. and. It just kind of feels disappointing because it's like these kinds of games can work and they have worked in the past, but it's always up to like the the publishers and all that who want to rush it for the sake of either meeting a deadline or a quota. Yeah, when some of these developers just wants to just like you know make the game better because the guy was literally going to take the feedback that he got from the demo and make the game better, but like they didn't let him. It's like he was taking off the project six months before release. Just like, whole game sad. plays exactly like demo, so it's yeah, it's sad. Yeah, well, and like when when it was announced, like when he came out and said, you know, that he was working on this game with Square Enix, like my thought because he he did work on Sonic 06, 
but that was like the last sonic game he worked on and i knew he did dreams and he's done like the good sonic games and i'm like you know if anybody can take this guy's you know like ideas and like you know pedigree and put it to use it'd be square enix because the game looked fantastic when it when they showed it to us i'm like oh that looks cool and then you play it and it's like oh my gosh no this is terrible so it, it's just it's a very weird situation yeah and it sucks that you know square enix kind of screwed this game over but i i really i'm really i'm convinced that in another six more months of development and a game would have been solid it would have at least been decent yeah. with six months six more months it would have at yeah. least been like passable where it wouldn't have been like a dumpster fire right out the gate but uh yeah it just seems like it, uh, unless you're like first party you know like final fantasy team they don't care about you at square enix it's a Pretty shame much, uh... it's like it's just like they only care about if if you're doing kingdom hearts final fantasy and now near because you know near has become a lot more popular compared to previously because uh, well, otherwise I really if it didn't sell as well as it did now they probably wouldn't have cared about it because like i remember reading about dragon guard like the series that was that near was a spinoff of the only yep. reason that game ever got made was because when the director was um pitching the game to the um to the creative consultants who were going to approve the project or not the guy didn't even pay attention to the project itself he just stamped the approve and that was that like if the guy actually reviewed it and decided that he didn't think it was going to be a sell near wouldn't even be an actual thing because dragon guard wouldn't have been a thing and so it's like they're very weird with their with what they think works and what doesn't work and it's like i'm like yeah. even, like if you take into consideration like neo the world ends with you like that's a game that actually is considered quality it's like it's considered better than the first game and they didn't even market it. They just only released a trailer for it on Twitter and YouTube, and they thought that was going to be sufficient for people to buy it. And, like, the Switch port for it sucks. Because it's like you... Imagine trying to play the game with just your finger and trying to move the character around and trying to fight by, like, slashing on it. It's like, There's a whole hey, market I, for that called mobile. I can do a lot with yeah. my finger, so... That's not what your wife. If that was true. Your oh. wife would be a far more satisfied with your performance. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> Roasted. Well, he, he set himself up for that one. I, I I did. I didn't expect it to go that direction, but yeah, it, it went there. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I got the PS4 port. I hadn't played it, but uh, and the thing with like dra- going back to Dragon Guard. If I remember, Dragon Guard was a commercial failure. Like it did not sell well, and uh, yeah. it has a fantastic story. The gameplay is 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 so so. Um, and then like I know Dragon Guard Two didn't sell very well. Near was extremely niche. Um, until Near Automata, and really, what brought Near Automata. I think more to the forefront was Platinum Games being involved in it because Platinum Games had the pedigree of making awesome character action games and uh, that brought a lot of more attention to it and then that's what brought Nier more into the the Uh, I will say I was not a fan of Replicant outside of just the story. You say that breaks my heart because I loved that game. I did not enjoy replaying it three full times with very little differences. <laughs> that, that part's a little 
a little much, but it, the no, playthrough is still that, that quicker ruined though. It for me. <laughs> Because at that point, I, the playthroughs aren't supposed to take very long because you... They you, they were ridiculously long. Like, uh, you, It's not like I was playing small segments. It's like I, I had to replay the entire game from a certain point. You play, yeah, you play from like the halfway point, and basically. Like, I was like, by the halfway through the second playthrough, I was like, man, I can't wait for this to be over. And then I had to do it again, and I was like... I was miserable by the end, despite myself really enjoying the story. <laughs> I'm on Route C right now. You, see, cause you, like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you see, it didn't bother me that much. But, like, because, you know, Route A, you get you get the story. Route B, you get, like, the parts of the story that you didn't get from Part A. And then Route C, you get I, just a little bit more. I, I feel it's just bad game design. Like, I, I would have enjoyed it a whole lot more if they just included the entire <laughs> thing in one go. Don't ever go play Dragon Guard then, because yeah. the requirements uh, I, to get the I different don't, I don't plan are way on it. worse. I don't plan um, on it. And I've I sent this to Elijah, and yeah. I, I I I pitch it every chance I get. If you want to know the story, like the entire story of Dragon Guard and Near, and all of that, without having to go play through the game like seven to fifteen times or however many, go look up Klimps on YouTube. That's C L E M P S. He has an entire analysis of the series. It is fantastic, and it will yeah, give you like the entire story. Things. I'll check it out. It, it, it. I mean, there's several. It's like several hours. Like each video is is pretty long. But he goes. I, I think I put as much time into YouTube Elden Ring lore than I did the actual game itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he he goes so far in depth with everything. Like you will know the entire story and everything that has to do with it I, I could use a more streamlined conscious mm. telling of well and it. like the thing with near automata uh, that's that makes it even worse than near is there's all of the endings in near automata so you have to play through the game you know it has endings a through yeah, e i think the uh, uh the like re, it wasn't repetitive gameplay it was mm. they what you were doing in the game was different in each scenario yeah, it it was different. Uh, it was it, it was literally replaying the little the the whole game over again for a crumb more of story. <laughs> yeah, well, in near Automata, on top of like multiple you know playthroughs that that are like you said they are different at least. I, I enjoyed are... the Automata <laughs> like five playthrough. Uh, like I, I I thoroughly enjoyed that. There are also Japan only stage plays that oh, have yeah. a, like essential story content to Near Automata. <laughs> so, so, what you're saying oh, is, is that Near follows the Kingdom Hearts formula where you got to basically go through. Uh, I think that's several just what loops the, just to see it. I think that's just what uh, Square wants to do from now on is convoluted stories. Yep. Uh, games even remake is like well you gotta play that uh battle royale now here's a visual novel to tie up certain loose ends yeah. that are not in the remake <laughs> well the, the 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 ever crisis is, is at least like i think a turn-based rpg yeah i, I know i'm just teasing but, uh but yeah the the well in the moba i don't think the moba has any story i played it i played like three well, rounds of it but <laughs> From what I understood, they were that mobile was supposed to be about like the introduction of Sephiroth into Soldier, which I don't even know how they were even explain that story 
bits in a battle royale level. You don't even need to know that, though. Like, yeah, it, you I, see, I don't remember there like, being any kind of story cutscenes or anything. People want backstories so bad sometimes that they they, they want to know how Cloud was born. Well, yeah. you see, when a mommy um, and a daddy love each other, <laughs> but that, but yeah, then it's like, okay, it's, well, how are, how are the mom and dad born? They do, they know, do like, where do you draw the line? <laughs> like, you don't need to know everything. I was yeah, happy like, with Zach having absolutely no importance to the story, other than being a pivot to the uh, saving cloud, and just like that's where he got the sword from. Like, mm-hmm. like that was a perfectly fine thing, and I'm. And I absolutely love Zack in Crisis Core, and I will always say Crisis Core is Final Fantasy VII if you want FF7 to have a good protagonist. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll agree with that then, and I haven't even played it. But it's like, I don't know, it's like, a lot of times it's like, it's okay to have backstory, but it's like, a lot of times they just try to like, you know, rough. do... Yeah, like too much story just gets to a but point where it's like it becomes ridiculous. I, I kind of speak as a uh, horror fan, and Elijah will understand too. Is that when they when they overexplain uh, the plot of something supernatural, it it kind of takes away what makes it good to begin with. Yes. Well, the the whole yeah. point of, of supernatural is it's beyond our understanding. So yeah, why but, explain but like, it? <laughs> But no, not necessarily. Like, like uh, it, it doesn't explain anything in the horror movies either. Like, they'll just be like, "Oh, she's a ghost because uh, her husband dumped her." Like, <laughs> yeah. But like that—that's that, not. That's like I don't. I don't need to know the reason. Just give me the spooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like we all we need to know is just like the the ghost is Eve. The ghost just wants to kill us, and that's it. We just have to dodge and weave like we don't need it's to know like, like the uh, backstory yeah. and make us care for this ghost if i found that the world was ending and i had to go take a trip up to some crater to put an end to whatever i would i wouldn't be like at a library like oh, okay well what's the history of this uh situation i'd be like no nah, let's just get rid of this situation <laughs> yeah it's just i don't know it's just i, feel, like, I, I oh, just think there's kinda... a I just mean there should be a balance, that's all. Yeah, I kind of agree with backstory, that. Backstory uh, is important, but there's a certain line where it's like, you're, you're going a little too deep now. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I'll actually give a perfect example. Because uh, one of the things I actually did this weekend is I actually went to go see the Lightyear movie with my dad. To, oh, how to, was like, it? Father's Day and all that. Um, it's, the, like, it's the safest Pixar movie that they've ever made. The story, it's pretty much just like, they weren't kidding when they said this was literally just Star Wars in the Toy Story universe. But um, what I feel like, the, yeah, but it's like, um, when I say that, it's like, it's not really a bad movie at all. Like, like the, like even a low, like a, a weak Pixar movie is still a good animated movie from, in my opinion, this movie was really good. I don't, I'm not going to say that. My biggest complaint about the film was Zerg. Because they gave him one of the most generic sci-fi plot twists and like backstories, it just kind of felt like unnecessary. Because like I don't okay. need to know who Zerg is. I just need yeah, to know yeah, that yeah. he he oh. thinks Buzz is a threat, and that's it. Like he needs to Buzz needs to stop him. But they did, yeah, it, they did it in such a way where it felt really cheesy. Like I understand the importance of 
knowing the background to why a villain became a villain if you are a person investigating villains <laughs> but for yeah. a person watching the news i i don't want to know why this bad person did this bad thing i just want that bad thing to stop <laughs> pretty much yep i agree with that uh, that's like the biggest thing i could at least complain about with that and it's just kind of like like sometimes we don't need to know everything it's just good to just like yeah. keep it in the minimal show us who they are right the, now the, the biggest and then see uh, what they can do to stop it the biggest gripe i have is uh, a backstory that's not given people call it plot hole and i'm like no that's not a plot hole i could see if it's if it's something that would that would actually have story significance but a lot of it uh, is, even that i disagree a lot of it is just like backstory for backstory's sake yeah yeah like, and, like, and that and people are at a stage where if they don't have the backstory for backstory's sake they feel they say the game felt incomplete yeah it's that's just dumb in my opinion but it's like because like uh because even like if we take into consideration in the final fantasy games like isn't kefka basically just like the villain that doesn't really have much of a backstory he's just like a very maniacal insane villain yeah. that just wants to destroy the world for the sake of it well, he's he's like, have yeah. like an internal reason well he's not e he's not even the main villain for most of the game he's like a lackey yeah. for the for the villain but then yeah he he basically betrays everybody and yeah he's he's just crazy like that's his motivation. Is I'm just crazy. Like, I'm gonna destroy the world and become God. It's same with like Final Fantasy Four, where it's like Golbez for the longest time, and then out of nowhere, it's like, nah, it's this guy that you never heard of in the whole game. <laughs> oh, Final <laughs> Fantasy Nine. <IX. laughs> like, oh, I, I will, I will say, we're talking about games that have too much explanation. I think Final Fantasy Nine needs some more explanation <laughs> on who the hell that final boss was. <laughs> <laughs> But like I don't, I don't personally want to know. It's like, if I see, if I'm walking down the street and I see this guy that's starting a fight with someone, I don't need to know his backstory to say this isn't right. I gotta stop this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you don't need the backstory to to stop it. The cops yeah, need the backstory because that's they, motive. They don't need the backstory till after. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> that that could be done in like the, the post. The credits world where we don't get that information. It could be handled in an email, in other words. <laughs> yeah, it should have been an email. The end credit scene. Like those old uh, 90s movies where it, it cuts to still images of each character and they'll give a little snippet of what. Oh, I, I love after. it when it does that. That's what uh, that's what the Sukaden series does. Like if you if you get all 108 characters, uh, at least in the first game, if you get all 108 characters, the ending has like an extended sequence where it tells you what each and every one of those 108 people are doing after the events of the game. That's, that's amazing. Almost, that's almost worth doing. And it's funny because like some of the like only some of the characters actually have like story significance. Some of them are just like random bums you pick up on the side of the road that, <laughs> nice. that do absolutely nothing in the game, and you won't remember who they are. And it's like, oh yeah, Billy Bob went and opened up his a car repair shop with. You know. <laughs> I know in the Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, they all the students you recruited, uh, they'll give a little bit of a uh, what they did after you beat the game. 
That's pretty cool. The the one I really really want to do something like that is when it ends. I don't want it to end anytime soon. But Bob's Burgers, I hope oh, they give us yeah, like nice. like what happens with everybody at yeah. the end of Bob's Burgers. That's because that's a family. You, you you definitely you want you want to like spend your whole life with them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and like it's so funny because like my wife and I have like theories on like what each kid is gonna do when they grow up, and uh, you know all this kind of fun stuff. So I think the most surprising one would be Gene, where he doesn't end up doing anything related to what he's doing now. I know, I know. Like my heart hopes that Gene makes it big in music, but but uh, yeah, I don't think I, so. I don't think, I think he's going he, to. I think even he kind of secretly knows and just in denial. But uh, I, I could see him going hardcore into like uh, the fashion industry or something. Yeah. Or just like own he could own like a uh, one of those clubs that has like a Broadway show on. Mm-hmm. I could see that. One well, we we I I like our our theory is that like Tina is gonna take over the restaurant with yeah. Zeke. That like Tina and Zeke are gonna wind up together. And take over the restaurant. Okay, and, I, I uh, can get behind that. And then Louise is going to go be like a businesswoman somewhere, yeah. and and she's going to wind up with re- uh, with regular size Rudy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! But those those are our like theories. But... <laughs> I, I love that they just keep calling him that but like the other rudy is never to be seen he in... was i think he was only seen in like one episode like the was... whole regular size rudy came from that one episode it did and then they just stuck with it even if the other one was never seen well and i love how he owns it too he's like yep that's, yeah. that's me yeah i'm regular size have you have you looked at me like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'd be funny if he uh, had a massive growth spurt or a like he and he ended up becoming taller and yeah. he's still called regular size and the <laughs> other one is the more regular. That's funny. I would I would love that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right. I think we can uh, probably start wrapping it up here. Um, so, Elijah, do you want to take a second and... Uh... And plug your your stuff here. Sure thing. Uh, you can catch me pretty much every week on Frameskip Podcast. That is uh, one I do with a couple friends. It's very gaming related. I can kind of be on almost every week. It just depends on my work. Because I don't have a set end time. So you may not hear me in a couple weeks. But the other big thing is I stream on Twitch every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evening usually on twitch.tv slash local lizard man and yeah that's, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell then you, you guys should definitely go check out the frames get podcast i'm i'm a listener and it's really really good i appreciate Ooh, that I have to. even even if elijah's not on it like the other guys are pretty good too don't it, tell them but you're my favorite oh i absolutely <laughs> will tell them uh, I, I have no idea who the others are but uh there's no there's no i'm biased with my friends so <laughs> <laughs> now they, they all seem like a good good bunch of guys um so but yeah it's it's definitely a really good place to uh to listen, a good thing to listen i'm biased with my friends too so you're all my favorite oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> so awesome well uh 
thank you again, Elijah, for coming on. Um, Brad is on hiatus, uh, I guess is what we're going to call it, vacation, whatever whatever works best for you. Um, so I'm sure we will be seeing more of Elijah here in the next coming coming weeks uh, while Brad is out. And uh, yeah. So once again, thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun talking with you. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Elijah's listened to us pretty much since the start, I think, almost. Yeah. Yeah. So right. uh, I think so. It's it's it, it, I've, I've wanted to have him on for a while and I'm glad that we finally got to do it. So. <laughs> but alrighty, guys. Well, that will do it for this week and we will see you next time. Stick it.